I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) We are so happy to um, be in your ears again and that you are choosing to listen and chat with us today. And we're excited about the episode today. Yes, we are continuing our Fruits of the Spirit series. Um, So today we're going to be talking about patience. But before we get into anything, before we even get into talking about the fun stuff, like what our favorite part of the end of the year is, (laughs) we want to introduce you, reintroduce you, I should say, to our guest. We have Pastor David Matranga in the studio with us. Good morning. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Bright and early. Thanks for being here. Yes. And so um, you might recognize his voice from one of our one of our very first episodes. Yeah. I think it was in the first five. Um, and so we are having him back. And we are so, so excited to have his input on this episode. But before we jump in, David, what is your favorite part of the end of the year? So not to not be cliche, because it's the gathering and family and yeah, all that, which whatever. is good. Yeah, I yeah, like that. that. But um, so I cannot stand that it gets darker earlier but the one bright spot about Hello. that yeah, <laughs> uh, you is, didn't know he was yeah, a comedian <laughs> we um we get to read more as a family I, nice. I really do like that it just makes us come inside a little bit earlier and spend more time in books and reading as a family so i like i can't that. wait for that that's, that's super something sweet. i'm so excited about I can imagine that's really fun. Yeah. What about you, KDH? I love just getting to slow down a little bit. I, I actually kind of like it getting darker earlier for the same reason. I like sort of being pushed to be home together and mm-hmm. um, get into some rhythms. Like I feel like it's a little bit easier to not just be so busy and, you know, pack stuff in in the evenings. So I really like that. And yeah. I, you know, all the cliche stuff too, but truly we have so much family. And this year, especially, we have a lot of family coming in from out of town that we get to see. And it's just a good time. And with a baby that's like able to open his presents this year and be part of it a little bit more, I just can't wait for that. That's so fun. I feel like it's my favorite kind of for the opposite reason. And that's because I feel like I get busier in this time (laughs) of year, Yeah, but with like all the fun stuff. So it's like all the holiday parties, like my parents for years have gotten together with all of their friends from like college group. How fun. (laughs) And so we all get together with them and do, I don't know. It's just a fun, fun time of life. Um, I love love, 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 like Friendsgivings and Christmas mm-hmm. parties and all of that stuff. So I guess the definitely the opposite of your <laughs> guys' <laughs> answers, but oh. it's the going out and the the extra stuff in the schedule that yeah. I like. Sweet. I get that. I think it's that's probably seasonal for your life too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but we do want to jump into the actual meat of today. And so we are going to be talking about patience And just as we've done for all of the other topics, we kind of want to bring you exactly to the root of this word. What does it mean? What are we kind of working with here? And there's a Greek word for patience that I don't even, I didn't even write down because I'm not even going to make the attempt to say. You can look it up if you want to. But what it boils down to is being long-suffering or long-tempered. And I really liked the long-tempered one, so I might be harping on that kind of throughout this, but that is kind of what we're working with at the basis. And there's a few different things that we kind of want to touch on in this episode, but that's where we're starting from. 
Um, but what is the purpose of patience? And I would say that the purpose of patience is love. So what does that look like? Well, so as I was looking at all of these, so these are fruit of the spirit. So fruit that comes out of being one with the spirit and walking mm -hmm. with the spirit. So it makes sense that it's going to elevate and prioritize the things that are priorities to God. Yeah. So if patience leads us to love, well, it's, it's going to help us love God better and love his people with, with long suffering, with patience, you know, with long yeah. tempers. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. do you guys feel like patience is something that you're naturally bent towards? And I ask I will give with a little bit of like one guess. <laughs> what so, do you guys <laughs> from what I understand, I got the invite this morning. I told him because <laughs> when you're setting it up and you're thinking, all right, let's talk about patience, who's the least patient person we know? That's not what I no, said. No, 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 no. no, no. no. We just well. know that you have um you have fought to be a patient well, person. <laughs> we all have and talked about inviting, this yeah. many yes, times. Absolutely. And we know this about ourselves as a team, as individuals, yeah. right? It's yes. hard to be patient. We're, we're mm -hmm. all go, 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 mm -hmm. driven, you know, vision-oriented people. And so yeah. it's hard to be patient. I don't, yeah. I don't know that there's people that are like perfectly patient naturally, but I yeah. think that definitely our personalities don't <laughs> lend themselves to yes. patience naturally. I would agree. Um, but I guess a more specific question is how have you seen, I guess, maybe God grow your patience or how does that look in your life, that impatience to patience pipeline? Like what does that look mm -hmm. like? It would be nice if it was a direct yeah. linear process like that. You yeah. Know? I think just practice and having situations in your life where you continue to choose to be one with the spirit and walk with the Lord, wrestling with these things and doing them imperfectly and continuing to turn back to him and inviting him into those things. And I mean, I was thinking about this topic and one of the like obvious things in my life that I look at and I'm like, that was a lesson in many ways was dating my husband for six years. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a big Long lesson. Time. in patience. <laughs> It is. And I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. It's absolutely terrible. But truly, like, I don't know that I dealt well with patience in my own spirit and my own attitude throughout that time, 100%. But it was definitely a lesson. And it was a lesson. In, we, we joke about it now that when we, like, literally the morning after our wedding, we woke up and we walked and we got burritos and we looked at each other and we literally said, like, I don't even remember dating. Like this yeah. was worth it. Like it, it's mm -hmm. totally worth it. It's so right. And I think that a lot of, you know, the heart of patience comes from trusting and having faith that God is good. And that when we believe that he is who he says and that he's going to do what he says, that we can trust him and yeah. that we can know that even if, you know, things don't turn out the way we want them to or whatever, that God is, God is good. He's with us in the midst of those situations and that, you know, his intentions and his plans and his end is always good. Yeah. And I think with patience, th this could be said about all the fruit of the spirit, but we, we don't arrive at, all right, now we are patient. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> and, and so each season of life, you know, dating, waiting, wanting to be married, and then finally you get married and th then kids often come into the mix. Some of the most refining creatures there are. <laughs> and, and then on top of that careers and I just think each time I've gotten to a place or a season of life where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to 
long suffer with you, God, <laughs> whatever that looks like. Then yeah. God's like, okay, well, ready to move on now. Yeah. Next level, it's next, so true. next place of growth. Yeah. Thank you, so Jesus. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. It, it really is something that never quite ends. I was talking to somebody last night, actually, and we were talking about how like, all right, God, like, I've learned this. Great. Like, <laughs> let's it, move on. And it's it. like, oh, we're doing it again. And then we're doing it again and again and again. Yeah. Because it's the refinement, right? Exactly. It's like you're sanding something down and it's not just, you know, one well, pass and you're good. And we never reach perfection in any trait we're looking to perfect. So there's always going to be more to grow in and all of that. But um, uh, on that note, real quick, the, there is a, um, I believe he's passed away, unfortunately, uh, a pastor, Cy Rogers, who when he was describing how we look at ourselves when we're dealing with sin in our lives, or even it, it would apply to this. And we often see this like just chart where you go up and then you've messed up and you fall down mm -hmm. and up and down. And I'll never forget, he took a whiteboard and he drew like a spiral that goes up, almost a coil that's standing vertically. Mm -hmm. And he says, this is more the trajectory of how the Lord works with us is each time, if we do stumble or fall, we're doing it at a higher place. And, yeah. and so each season tests our patience. And if we're able to long suffer well, then we move on to the next. But it isn't, it isn't back down. It's a new, a new place of promotion where it's, God can yeah. use us. Yeah. yeah, there's like inertia. There's like a launch to that. So hopefully in the podcast world, yes. you guys can visually <laughs> see that. Yeah, yeah maybe it's we'll, a good example. we'll put something on our social media. Or just, <laughs> just spiral. <laughs> like finger drawn, like spiral <laughs> chart good. on our story or something. But uh, no, I love that. I think that that's great. And I think that that's encouraging too, that there is like an upward movement to it. And it's not just like always mm -hmm. being dragged back into this, the same problems. But I love what you have here, David, talking about loving God by trusting him patiently. Yeah. And I think that ties really well into what you were saying about just you, Katie Hale. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing I'm pointing. <laughs> Nobody knows. They can all see you. us. <laughs> um, what you're saying about, you know, you realize you weren't like trusting the Lord with these things. And I know that we're going to talk about this a little bit later on, but I think that that is something... I don't know if I immediately think about being patient with God when I think of patience, mm -hmm. um, but yeah in, yeah. in this, what we see is that this is a fruit of being one with the Lord, mm -hmm. walking in the spirit, which means impatience isn't the problem. It's a symptom of the problem. Yeah. Impatience is the fruit of something else deeper going on mm -hmm. in your walk with the Lord. So, so often it's, I mean, we just don't trust the Lord. Or, you know, we want something and we're going to take things into our own hands, impatiently act because th there's something there. There's a deepening with the Lord, a, a lack of trust that we need yeah. need to work on. And yeah. I think we can see it take place in a bunch of areas. We, You know, scripturally, Abraham, that was him. He didn't trust the promise of the Lord. So he took things into his own hands and, you know, didn't wait for the Lord to bring a child through Sarah. And King Saul, he made the sacrifice and didn't wait on Samuel to come and, and make the sacrifice like Samuel's supposed to. And so it wasn't that he was impatient. It was that he saw everyone deserting and going running away. And the fear of man was that root issue yeah. that manifested itself through yeah. impatience. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. And I, I think it's easy 
to be impatient with the Lord without even like realizing that you're yeah. being impatient with the Lord. And it just being like a deep dissatisfaction. Like we, we kind of talk about dissatisfaction a lot, but just yeah. finding yourself in a spot where you realize like you're all of a sudden like, oh, I'm not content with anything that I have. I'm dissatisfied in this right. life. And I think that that kind of goes hand in hand with like an impatience with the Lord. Like I'm not anywhere mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be or I think I'm supposed to be. And then that breeds that anger. And then mm -hmm. also this impatience with the Lord of like, what what are you going to do with my life? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. are you going to do anything? And I think that that root of like a mistrust in the Lord, like not trusting him the way that we're supposed to can breed some really serious, like, I don't know if resentment is probably resentment towards the Lord. That wouldn't be happening if we had that trust in him that allowed us to be patient. Mm -hmm. And it sounds simple and complex, like all rolled into one. Like, of course, we're supposed to be patient with the Lord, but it's so, so, so easy to fall into being impatient with yeah. him. Right. And I think it's some some of these examples are like really yeah. big blind spots failing points in these biblical characters right but it's not always so huge like the yeah. the ways these, these things manifest can be just this cumulative small things over time right yeah. like you're just you're short with people or you have you know impatience can rear its head in a lot of ways but i really like this picture of like what's coming out of you being a manifestation of what's of what's in you of what's yeah. actually happening mm -hmm. and the bible talks about this in a million different ways from a million different perspectives of like, you know, the like mouth speaks from that, which fills yeah. the heart or, you know, you can't have good fruit on a sick vine. Like those, this is just a principle of, you know, the kingdom of God that like, it's, it's how God made the world that yeah. how, you know, what actually comes out is what's inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I want to touch on something really fast. I found this quote while I was doing a little bit of research for this episode. And I think it plays well into what you are just now saying about it kind of being this process of a bunch of little like impatiences, what's the, whatever the <laughs> plural of that right. is um, with God, but it's a CS Lewis quote shocker. Um, and it says people are merely amusing themselves by asking for patience, which a famine or persecution would call for. Yeah. In the meantime, the weather or every other inconvenience sets them grumbling. One must learn to walk before one can run. We, or at least I, shall not be able to adore God on the highest occasion if we have learned no habit of doing so on the lowest. Yes. Mm -hmm. At best, our faith and reason will tell us that he is adorable, but we shall not have found him, so not have tasted and seen. Yes. Any patch of sunlight in a wood would show you something about the sun, which could never get from reading books on astronomy. These pure and spontaneous pleasures are patches of God light in the woods of experience. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that played really well into exactly what mm -hmm. you're saying of, yes, you can build up impatience towards the Lord in these small moments, but you also can build up great patience for these greater trials and these big things like he's talking about famine. And that starts in small moments of appreciating the Lord and putting your patience and your trust in him. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking about, and I think it fits well here, a biblical example of like we were just kind of flipping to the, the converse of this, right? Like that patience can also be a fruit of those small intimacies with the yeah. Lord over the time, those small obediences. And uh, I was actually thinking about Hannah and how, you know, all we really know about her is that she was the wife of a husband who had another wife who had lots of children and that she was barren. Mm -hmm. And it isn't clear how much time, but it says, you know, like for years, this is what her husband would do and whatever. So we know this was a long time that she was barren and watching, you know, 
watching this other wife have all these children and like in her culture and her society too, that, that informs so much about her worth and her value. Mm -hmm. And she might've thought she was cursed and all these things. Right. But we see that like her practice was to go and worship and pray and, you know, that she is like weeping and wailing before the Lord asking for this still after all these years, she's Mm -hmm. asking and begging God for a child. And not only does God give her that, right. But her, that faith that has been built over those years of asking and trusting and having faith in the Lord, that then when she has this baby and God asks her to give this baby back to him, that she's willing to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That this thing that she has yeah. wanted and desired for so long, which is Samuel, this yeah. is the baby Samuel that God used mightily and was, you know, vital for so much of what he did in Israel. But he asked her this, this crazy thing. Hey, I've given you this mm-hmm. one desire of your heart. And instead of that being an idol, she had built yeah. up this great faith in God that she was willing to say, okay, yeah. okay, I've lent him to you. I've, you've given me this thing and it's not really mine anyway, so you can have him back. Yeah. And I, that's just mind blowing to me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. I did not think of it in that way before just now. I just want to... Take a second. Sit on that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry that's to just a uh, drop that picture. on you. <laughs> no, it yeah. is a it is a great picture. But I I, I think that's patience. I mean, I think yeah. that's I think patience and faith are so deeply intertwined. Yeah. And I think we've said that in a million different ways, but I think that's a perfect picture of what that can look like. Yeah. So so often that time that we are suffering, it's drawing us close to the Lord. And so there's this intimacy. Yeah. And we just are so good at claiming things and making things our own and then feeling entitled. Right. And I think it would have been so easy for Hannah to say, finally, I got what I deserve, what, yeah. what I've worked yeah. for, yeah. What, uh, what's going to you know, give me value again. And yet the process allowed her to be so close and near to the Lord. Man. And we have so many examples in scripture as well of that almost exact situation going the other way, right? We have examples in scripture of this same situation happening, right? Where there's multiple wives, which is never something that God condoned. (laughs) And there's barrenness and strife and contention and begging and weeping and all these things happening. And when that is finally, you know, achieved or that, that blessing is given, right? There's still patterns of unfaithfulness and like contention in the family Mm -hmm. and breakdown and, um, I can just imagine, obviously I'm adding here, but I can imagine exactly what you're talking about happening in these other examples of, you know, barrenness and finally getting what you want that you can so easily like identify yourself with the gift that you've now been given Mm -hmm. um, because you don't recognize the faithfulness of the giver. You haven't been, you know, there's, there's a way that we've talked about this too. There's a way to like suffer well (laughs) Mm -hmm. in, in trial and in disappointment and in discontentment that exactly like you're saying brings us into intimacy and faith with the Lord rather than um, into greater selfishness or pride or I don't know. Absolutely. It's going to produce something that's pleasing to the Lord and edifying to the kingdom. It's not going to be something for our own edification or our own gratification. I think exactly like these examples you're talking about, um, these children given to these women aren't you know, now presence to like sit around and watch grow up or anything like that. They're now consecrated to the Lord. And that, I think that's realized through that growth process leading up to it. I think 
I think that's a great example. The Bible says that every good gift is given to us from the Lord above. Mm -hmm. And those gifts we are given to steward well. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's a, a child or a career, I, I wonder, and I'm just thinking out loud, we can take it out later if it makes no sense, <laughs> but we are really good at doing things in a Christian way and then getting them, but the whole time our attitude's been just slightly off. And I think even with patience, yeah, we can say, all right, fine, I'll suffer for the Lord. <sighs> Look at me, I'm suffering for the Lord. You I'm going to make it. And then you get whatever it is and now you deserve it and you earn it and you make yeah. an idol. But the whole time, if you were walking this out the way the Lord designs, which I'm not saying is easy, yeah. it isn't, but it brings you closer to him. And again, patience is not the goal. It's the fruit of the goal. The goal is to be one with the father, to walk in the spirit. And so when we do it well, even the things we are patient for, we can hold on to with an open hand where the Lord can take them if if he so chooses. Yeah. And it's the doing that that's the challenge. So I have an example of this in my own life and specifically related to like worship ministry. We've talked about this before, that there's like positions that we want or gifts that we have or things that we're like looking to, you know, achieve or fulfill mm -hmm. in our lives. And I think this is a big trap in the church too that we see a lot where we're like, oh, I'm like, I'm meant for this. Like I can do this really mm -hmm. well. And why is this person doing this? And I'm not, and whatever, this really competitive, bizarre, ungodly <laughs> attitude that happens. And I had this like great desire to lead worship. There weren't really like barriers to that. I, like at every turn there was, you know, someone in the worship ministry saying, okay, yeah, here, have this opportunity, whatever, telling me, okay, yes, there's a spot for you. And there was this really bizarre season of my life where there was about four years of being told yes and then being forgotten, like mm. literally being skipped in the rotation, literally yeah. not being um, being told like, oh my gosh, we just forgot over and over again. And in this season, my mom, who I was like confiding in at the time, she would say like, well, you know, why don't you, why don't you bug them? Why don't you ask, you know, why don't you like not, she wasn't telling me like, go promote yourself. She was just saying like, can you, why don't you figure out what's going yeah. on? Mm -hmm. And I was like so frustrated at times and hurt, but I like strongly felt this impression from the Lord of like, no, yeah, no, when it is time, like this is, this is actually about like this whole process of you being dissatisfied and not getting what you think you want is part of like me building this up in you. And I was like, okay. So my mom was confused. I was hurt <laughs> kind of all the time, <laughs> like getting these yeah. mixed messages and it was a really bizarre like waiting season of having a yes and then still being kind of like overlooked, feeling overlooked. And when it finally all kind of like worked out, there was even like an apology of like, oh, we don't really know what was happening. And I look at it now and I'm like, no, actually, I know God was doing that. Like mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. was doing that to take away from me any <laughs> like pride in myself that would have been part of that, you know, promotion or whatever right. I use with like air quotes because it's not promotion, but he was preparing me to be active in that role mm -hmm. so that I held no like personal stake in it. And I truly feel like at this point in my life, I can do it or not do it. And I don't feel any like attachment to it as far as like I deserve to be here, mm -hmm. but it is a great joy that the Lord has mm -hmm. like brought about that I get to function in this capacity. And since then, since like that kind of shift happened and that like those years of 
struggling, <laughs> I have just seen this like explosion in the effectiveness of that ministry and the mm -hmm. like anointing in that ministry. And like, it's not perfect and there's still, you know, it's a ministry of people. So stuff happens and whatever, <laughs> but I, and I'm not saying I did that perfectly because I definitely had times where I was grumbling and complaining and telling my mom, like, I don't know what the heck is happening. And she said, then go talk to somebody. And I'm like, but God told me not to. <laughs> and, um, like really stuff struggling with that. But I look back at it now and I'm like, that made no sense other than the Lord was doing that. Like he was working that out in me in like a really profound way. So yeah, yeah I don't know absolutely. if that's a good example, but no, I think that's great. And I think that I've, I've seen that in my own life countless times. I think of things that I so desperately wanted in high school, like responsibilities, positions of leadership, like things like that, that I, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I was getting passed over and it didn't feel like there was a reason. It's like, you keep telling me that I'm so wise for my age <laughs> and I, you know, I can, I'm a good kid and all of these things. And then getting passed over for every single opportunity that would have affirmed that, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just thank the Lord now that I didn't have those things then because I, I, there was so much growing that I needed to do mm -hmm. in those seasons of life that I don't think would have happened had I not been. And this isn't to say, like you're saying, I wasn't patient that whole time. I wasn't like, oh, this is, you know what? It's for the greater good. Like, <laughs> I'm no. just going to be content. Like, no, I, I was upset for a lot of that. But I think that just having the patience to endure those long seasons of like, um, why, why am I not yeah. progressing in this area? Or, um, why are people forgetting about me or whatever that is to realize like, no, the Lord's equipping you in that time. And there's, yeah. there's no season of life that God leaves, um, barren. Like he's not going to put you through anything that isn't going to be in the long-term beneficial for his kingdom. One thing about patience is it brings perspective. And yeah. I have stories just like that. Yeah. And I'm so grateful just hearing these things. I'm I'm just saying thank you, Lord. Yes. <laughs> that one, I wasn't promoted in in a time that it really would not have been good for me or the people yeah. that I was ministering to. Yes. But maybe even more so, Lord, thank you for helping me understand these seasons. Because it is really easy to get to the other side of things, or if you're impatient to to jump ship sooner mm -hmm. and hold on to those hurts and let those hurts define the way we see God or the church. Yeah. And I don't want to take it for granted that all three of us recognize, man, there were difficult seasons where we were waiting. But now on the other side of it, we can really see the Lord, how he was moving in those seasons, how he was preparing us and working on us in ways we didn't, didn't even know. want or yeah. didn't know didn't and didn't enjoy, <laughs> yeah. but, but ultimately brought us closer to him. And now the key, the catch is we, we have to, and I'm preaching to myself right here. We have to remember those things in the next season of waiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. it's true. And something else, a common thread in what I'm hearing here too, is not trusting your emotions in those seasons, right? Yeah. If we all probably felt at different times in whatever the seasons that we're talking about. We're like, I'm ready. Like, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. God. Yeah. I'm ready. I know. Like, I know you've called me to this. And maybe yeah. he's like, yeah, I did. And also, like, there is so much that you do not recognize in <laughs> yeah. yourself that I am. This is a gift. This is my kindness to you mm -hmm. that I'm not promoting you in this season. This is my kindness mm -hmm. to you that you don't have what you think you want because mm -hmm. 
how devastating it could have been if any of us were promoted to things that we thought we wanted when there were roots of pride yeah. or jealousy or impatience or any of those things in us. Like it would have been destructive for not just us, but like anyone right, that we're was not, in the wake of what we're, we're doing. We're not the only players on the field at no. any given moment. It can't just be about us. And I think, you know, if I had been put into the positions I wanted or given the opportunities I wanted to have, I would have come in like a whirlwind of like self-righteousness and legalism <laughs> that I, you know, yeah. through living a little bit more life <laughs> have gotten slowly refined off of me and not fully like those are still I feel like my 100%. my bends but but I recognize those things now in a way that I didn't then mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have been refined at all yeah. if I had gotten promoted with those things still um yeah and your heart told to you you're ready and he knew better yeah that's just like yes. what it comes down to absolutely yeah. um all of this has been excellent and I want to move on to yeah. one more thing before we have to close <laughs> out and that is just being patient with others. I think that this is something that I really want to spend just a little bit of time on before we close out, because this is kind of the day to day nitty gritty, like mm -hmm. minutia of what we're talking yeah, about. I think we should I think we should talk about all of this. Yeah. I think it's important to cover this part. <laughs> yeah. But um, this is something that the Bible is very clear about. Ephesians 4, 2 says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. And uh, this is something I kind of want to spend a little bit of time on because I think we have this view of like patience with other people as being like, a, you know what, I'm going to stand here in this conversation that I don't want to be in because I'm called to be patient. And at the end of it, it's like, you don't have love for that person. You don't, you know, there was nothing gained from that that should have been gained from that, where if we're walking out this biblical view of patience where it's talking about bearing with one another in love, it's going to produce relationship. It's going to bring that person closer to the Lord. It's going to bring you closer to the Lord because you're working in unity with his spirit. Because oftentimes if we're really desperately needing patience, it's because it's not somebody maybe we're naturally mm -hmm. clicking with or getting along with or we even understand. Um, and so... No, that's never happened. <laughs> never to me. Um, but I just think that uh, that is where the shift maybe needs to happen. I'll speak for myself. This is where the shift needs to happen is that foundation and the basis of patience not being a task, but being an opportunity for love. Mm -hmm. Amen. Good stuff. Um, we also see patience mentioned in the love chapter in First Corinthians. Um, and it's just reaffirming what what we've already said here. We exhibit patience when we walk in the spirit so that we may also be exhibiting love to the recipient of our patience. Yeah. There's everything we do should be communicating the heart of the Lord. And um, patience is no different. I don't think the person you are talking to should know that you're having to be patient to talk to them. Like <laughs> if you're having that attitude, you're not being patient. You're, <laughs> you're lucky I'm listening you're, right now. You know, you should feel blessed that I'm, that you have my time. I've come down the mountain to speak to you, you know, <laughs> that's just not, that's, so that's not real patience. <laughs> oh, I was at a Q and a, a few of us pastors were being asked questions. Someone asked, what's the hardest part about ministry? And this guy, one of the pastors, I love it. He just said, people. Yeah. People. That's the hardest part. People yeah. are complicated. They're difficult. Yep. People. 
And uh, thinking about this, it, it's funny when I first started just kind of thinking about patients, I didn't consider patients with others. I guess I have plenty of <laughs> impatience with just me. <laughs> but I mean, then then I start thinking, oh man, this is challenging. Yeah. And going back to the the root issue, so when we're impatient with God, there could be some control issues, trust issues. But when we're impatient with people, it reveals a whole different set of root issues yeah. that we often have. Yeah. You know? So I'm curious with you two, what root issue do you think comes up the most when you're dealing with people That's and you're like, I question. just want to be done or I want to fix you and or I want to – whatever it is, what do you think that root issue – Pride. Pride. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the first thing that came to my mind. It's just, just yeah. And but I, that looks different. Right. It can take a lot of different. Yeah. We're, we're different hats. <laughs> yes. But I think, like, for sure, pride for me, it's this, like, I know this, so why don't you know this kind mm. of thing? And I think of all the times when people have had to slow down to explain something to me, and it's ridiculous that I've ever felt like... I somehow, you know, other people should be at my speed for the things that I'm learning, whatever. It's ridiculous, but that is, that's sin, you know, is mm -hmm. that, is that belief that like, well, you know, yeah, you haven't figured it out, but I've figured it out. So why kind of thing. And so I think pride in that vein, but also kind of like a, why, why am I having to be the one? to like slow mm. down and be patient with this person or in this situation. Yeah. I think that that has been a thing where it's become like almost a victim mentality for me <laughs> of like, well, I'm just the one, like the chosen one that right. <laughs> has to, you know, extend all the patience in this situation. And I think that that's like a disgusting pride response of like, like seriously, yeah. I, it's like embarrassing almost to talk about the, these pitfalls in, patience because when standing in contrast to like the sacrifices that the Lord has made for us and the sacrifices that even just the people here have made for us, it's so like, it's, it's embarrassing it to embarrassing. talk about yeah. what you allow to get in the way of true ministry and That's patience. True. I, I can totally like relate to both of those things. And I think sometimes it's also as simple. Pride can be as simple as just preferring yourself. Like, yeah. It can be as simple as just, I prefer mm -hmm. my time to be spent a certain way. I prefer to be with people that I enjoy. Yeah. I prefer like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I prefer to be home reading a book, not dealing with you or whatever yeah. it is. Um, and that's a really sneaky pride because it's also something that our culture preaches 100% of the time is that yeah. you like, do you, do what mm -hmm. you got to do, take care of yourself, right? Like you've had a long week, like you don't need to go extend yourself in this way for this person. Like go take, you can't love other people unless you're loving yourself first, right? It's a really sneaky pride that is also like literally preached at us all the time. So yeah. And I, I want to tell the podcast world uh, as we're going through this and we, we look at the impatience we have with people, you two really are patient people. The way I've seen you just this past year, love people in our ministry and spend time and hours and money and energy. Like I can think of multiple examples for both of you where you really loved these people the way Jesus has called you to. And, and so, but so we fall short. It's important to be vulnerable and to right. recognize this. Yeah. And I think we can, if we really 
look at these things, we can see it in ourselves more than anyone. Yeah, um, if we're honest. <laughs> yeah, and there's just a lot of room for growth. And yeah. that that's one of the blessings we have with the Lord is he shows us these things so we can grow. He walks alongside us so that we can do it. We are strengthened by him and he's patient, incredibly patient with us as we hope and work to be patient with him. You yeah. Know? yeah. Well, thank you. That is encouraging. I agree. Yeah, Sometimes is it is like, it's easy to just be like, man, like, cause you know what's going on in your heart yes. and in your head mm-hmm. when you're dealing with these people. Sometimes it's, it's a struggle, but you know, you can still be obedient and mm-hmm. walk with the Lord and do yeah. the things that are asked of you, even if you have to wrestle your way through it. Right. Yes. Like it doesn't have to be this. I think we have this misconception I don't know. I think maybe especially with women that like it just needs to be graceful and easy mm-hmm. and like look beautiful all the time in the way that we like minister and love and like we all are really good at putting on our like yeah like God is good you know <laughs> yeah. like how are you that kind of thing yeah. and I think it's helpful to say like no dude sometimes I stomp my feet and have a little temper tantrum and then I go do it like mm-hmm. sometimes I have to do that and then God corrects me and the temper tantrums, temper tantrums a little bit shorter next time yeah. or whatever well that's the thing is like you can you can do it angry um <laughs> the first few times and I think that as you're trusting the Lord in that like I'm doing it because even though I do not feel yeah. an ounce of desire to be in this situation, I'm going to do it out of obedience. And maybe there's still some anger in my heart. But next time, I, I believe that the Lord gives you grace for the situations you find yourself in and the people you find in your life. Yeah. And I think that as you do things, regardless of your feelings or emotions, uh, the Lord rewards that with further grace for next time. And that's that's like marriage that's there's so many things about that where it's like Mm -hmm. love is cultivated like love and relationship and intimacy are fought for like it's not this natural graceful thing all the time right like it's something that it's a good practice in your life to do these things for people that are hard there's always going to be hard people and that is the standard to which we are called to love so it's not it's not a small thing like it's Mm -hmm. it's the thing it's what jesus did yeah yeah absolutely Uh, Charles Simpson says, uh, obedience is always preparation for something. Mm-hmm. We don't always know what we're being prepared for, but it is. And in the act of obedience, we often receive from the spirit the strength to do the things we're called to do in the attitude that Jesus wants us to do them in. So taking that step there, the Bible has so many examples where someone just has to take a step of obedience. And as they're walking, as they're doing the thing, mm-hmm. the Lord meets with them and performs a miracle or empowers or strengthens, or in this situation, just changes our heart. Yeah. And, and then it bears a lot of fruit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To kind of move on in this topic, um, David, you have a verse here that I oh, think... Yeah would fit really well into this conversation. Yeah, Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. He says, we urge you, brethren, this is Thessalonians, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.14. We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly. Uh, other translations sometimes say rebuke the idle or admonish the idle. Encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, but be patient with everyone. And this is interesting because he's, mm. 
he's calling out three different types of people and he's teaching us how to respond to each person differently. But the overarching theme, how we respond to all of them is we need patience. Yeah. You know, with, with the lazy, the idle, we need to call them out, but we need to not expect that they're going to in just, we call them out once and that's it. You know, we're yeah. done. <laughs> it's all taken care of. <laughs> they're lazy. Uh, encourage the faint hearted. We, we have friends that just are emotional and mm. they need constant encouragement and yeah. reminder. And we got to be patient with them. And I don't think it's forever. Yeah. Right. The, the lazy, the faint hearted, the weak, you know, it says help the weak and you got to be patient. Just muscle isn't built overnight. Yeah. Uh, whatever type of weakness you have, it, it might not be forever, but it's often longer than we want yeah. or than we think. But again, in that process, we're showing whoever it is, the love of Jesus. And we are having that love built up within us as we're doing that work patiently. That is good. Katie, that's making me think of what you were saying with uh, that pride looking like the self-righteousness or having a way that you you know, think they should be responding and just moving on because they're not doing what you expect or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I can think of so many examples in my own life of friendships or people in ministry that it's like, my like temptation is just like, my, my hands are yeah. freaking clean. Like this, <laughs> like I'm I've so said what I needed tired to say of the same cycle over yeah. and over again. And I mean, I've, I've even had friendships where there's things that are just like, this just keeps happening and mm -hmm. I am ready to move the heck on. Like I am tired of this. And Every time that I've like persevered in those friendships, I've seen so much fruit. Like, you know, that doesn't mean that everybody comes around to like perfection because none of us are perfect, but it's as much for like us as it is for them in our, mm -hmm. you know, growing in faith and um, growing in love and having a soft place to land, having friends that have grace for you and have patience with you is such a gift. <laughs> yeah. I think kind of along the lines of what you're saying, I <laughs> I mourn for the amount of times that like, well, my bases are covered has come out of my mouth and like where <laughs> I've done like all I need to do <laughs> in like relationships or in situations. And I'm sure a, a small amount of the laughter is coming from you guys have heard me oh. say this, but it's just like the. Well, I love it's just it's so like the way you think and there's something so. <laughs> great about it like there's just yeah. this black and white like you have this clear conviction and faith and you're like this is the way things are right and there's something <laughs> so awesome about that and also watching and also, it get uh, yes. like watching it get bent like yes. to the will of the lord mm -hmm. and bent towards grace yes and love is just it's so fun to I, watch i also yeah i'm hearing you and i'm like i, I know <laughs> that but me yeah. doing yeah. that like oh yeah but I got it. This isn't my issue. It's not well, my problem. Or I'm it's so much. I've done exactly. everything I needed to do. Yeah. And, and I'm I just move think, on. well, if this came up to somebody else, at least it'll come across that my bases were covered. And that a, I had, you know, I, I did all I could. Coming out of this situation. Exactly. Yeah. That I'm like, well, I, you know, met with them for coffee twice and I gave them an encouraging word here. So my bases are covered. Yeah. And, I smiled and listened really well. Yeah. And now I'm done. <laughs> I was an active listener. I shook my head lots of times. But it's so much more than that. So much more than having your bases covered and all about um, your heart and truly loving others. But. That that leads us to this last verse. And 
in Romans 2, Paul says, Do you suppose, O man, when you pass judgment on those who practice such things and do the same yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? So often, we read that verse about the idle, the weak, and the faint-hearted, and too often, I'm those things. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's us. Yeah, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> but thankfully... I have people around me that are patient. Man, my wife is patient with me. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> she is an um, angel. But he goes on, he says, or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience? That's God's, <laughs> the riches of God's kindness and tolerance and patience towards us, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance. And man, we're, we're called to be patient with God, which is kind of bizarre to even say, but we are, we're called to be patient with others. Absolutely. That's a lot more understandable, but we can do all these things because God has been patient with us. Yeah. And that is a gift. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we talk about often, and I think more often since we started this Fruits of the Spirit series, like the the root of every good fruit in our life is the death and resurrection of Jesus. And I think that it's so easy to forget that that is why we do any of these things. That's why we exhibit mm -hmm. any of these traits is because Jesus was the ultimate example and Christ went before us. And I think that we take this out of the equation too often and make it a personal struggle mm -hmm. and it can feel so like isolating and, discouraging to try and build up this patience or get over your impatience, but truly remembering that we have a God who is so patient with us, who has never once run out of grace or mm -hmm. forgiveness, um, but continues to extend it every time we ask for forgiveness. And every time we mess up and we don't even know, and we don't ask for forgiveness, God is still there waiting for us to, um, to turn to him and to surrender our lives to him. And I mm -hmm. think that, the second that we lose sight of that is the second that we forget why we do any of these things. Absolutely. Um, and it's absolutely imperative that we never lose track of God's, of God's patience, like you're mm -hmm. saying, but of Jesus's sacrifice yeah. and mm -hmm. what that implies. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's a, a verse that I kind of want to end with here. That's a really good encapsulation of like his mercy, his patience, our response. And it's one of my favorite scriptures. It starts in Lamentations 3.21. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Mm. So I think that kind of captures what we were yeah. talking about there. This is a good conversation, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, challenging. Challenging. Yes. I know. I, I love when we get to leave and be like, all right, <laughs> no, mm -hmm. now I got to work on this. Yeah. No. I know. I feel I feel that more often than I would like to leaving the recording studio. I know. We're just doing this for us. Yes. This is just this is our own our own discipleship and correction here. We always get out to the parking lot after and we're like, so um, I guess this is something we need to work yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Good. Yes. But. All right. Well, you guys know where you can find us. We are on Instagram at the Katie's podcast and we have our email, the Katie's podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If you have 
things that God is working on you in, in the areas of patience or any of the things we're talking about, or if you have questions, we would love to hear from you and reach out mm-hmm. to you. And uh, we'd love to pray for you, whatever yeah. it is, we are available to you. And we're just so thankful for you and for your, for your consistent listenership. Absolutely. And thank you, David, for joining us again. Thank you. Thanks Sacrificing for the invite. your time. We appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm sure our listeners appreciate it. Absolutely. <laughs> this is this is good stuff. Yes. All right. Um, see you guys next week. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.